Um, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Amateur Photo Network, where uh, we are building a platform for collegiate athletes and uh, amateur soccer players to share their stories and insights of how being a student athlete really is. Um, I'd like to welcome our second guest, Will Howard. Uh, Will, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? How you doing, man? Uh, really good seeing you, by the way. <laughs> um, so my name is William Howard. I'm a goalkeeper. Um, went to the University of Louisville for four years and then did uh, two years at Canisius College with Mr. Vanis himself. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah. All right. Um, I have a couple of questions lined up about Louisville for you, Will. Um, yeah. While you were in high school, uh, what was your recruiting process like? Did you attend ID camps? Did you uh, or just already have a connection there? Yeah, so um, kind of got really lucky with with Louisville. Uh, I was doing ID camps, um, did a couple of the big ones like the Adidas Future 500. I did some other, you know, school ID camps from, you know, different schools in Virginia. But uh, around July, going into senior year, I got an email from their goalkeeper coach. They were like, hey, we saw your resume. We saw your film. We uh, really would like to monitor you. And, uh, you know, once you finish this senior year of high school, because uh, we played in the fall, uh, he was like, you know, after you finish that season, get me your film, and then we'll see what goes from there. But I want to stay in touch, you know, hear about your grades and hear about all of the the nitty gritty details. And so then fast forward to December, was able to finish up my film from high school. And, you know, it was keeping in touch with the coach. And he was like, hey, do you want to come out for a visit uh, in January? So I did. Um, and then I committed there about two weeks after that visit, because, you know, I just fell in love with that. So um, your overall did you ever look at any other colleges to use as leverage or uh, were you pretty hard set on Louisville? Once I knew that they had that level of interest in me, I was pretty dead set on it. It just seemed like too good of an opportunity to pass up. I mean, at the time I was, I was getting some sniffs from some D1 schools, but it was kind of, you know, come to our camp, come to our camp, let us see you. And then maybe we'll yeah. decide. So the fact that they were so dead set and they told me, we don't even need you to come to the ID camp. We, we know what we see in you and we want to bring you out. That just sort of sold me. Yeah, that's nice. So um, over your four years at Louisville, you won an ACC championship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You want to talk about uh, a little bit about that experience and playing with those guys and if it made you better or what kind of success you had on the field? Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, the level there was uh, really respectable. Um, University of Louisville, they are competitive in the ACC pretty much every year. Every year they usually produce at least one to two pros, either getting drafted or going to the USL. So, mm. you know, just on a day-to-day -day basis, getting to work with those kinds of guys that have those high aspirations and, you know, they want it bad. You just sort of want it just as bad as them because they are pushing you and, you start, start to realize that, you know what, maybe I can do this. And then, uh, but yeah, so training at a high level every day for four years was awesome. I came in as kind of a raw sort of high potential guy that didn't play in the academy system growing up. So I was sort of a dark horse and the coaches were taking a chance on me, but, you know, 
getting to work with those guys and the experiences that they had at their youth levels and for the upperclassmen, just their years at Louisville already, you know, I was able to learn fast and just get better day by day. But I mean, if you want to talk about that ACC run, that was, you know, that, that made me re-fall in love with the game again. We played three out of the top five teams in the country in the span of seven days. Um, just getting a good result against Notre Dame in the uh, second round. And then um, the semifinals, we were on the road at Wake Forest and upset them in overtime. And then in the final at Cary, North Carolina against UNC, which was basically a home game for them, even though it was, quote, a neutral site. Yeah, yeah, a lot of blue in the stands for that game. But, you know, just winning there, that was a a special day uh, and one that I – will not forget anytime soon. Yeah. So pretty great feeling, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Even though I didn't get on the field, just being on the bench, being in the warm up, being in the locker room for all of it. And then just, you know, being that guy on the bench that was supporting and being fully invested, just knowing, you know what, this is an experience that not a lot of people get to experience. So yeah. it was just a great, great moment. How did you handle kind of being the dark horse of the group and not getting um, per se the minutes that you wanted or thought you might've deserved? Like what did you do on the outside of practices? Were you training or doing pickup with guys or what motivated you to keep going even though you weren't playing? Yeah. I mean, I, I, my motivation was trying to prove the coaches wrong and mm-hmm. show them that I was ready or that I was fully capable of doing it. I knew that I had the trust of the guys cause they could see me working hard. You know, I would be doing extra sessions or staying after practice many days and um, yeah, on off days we would, you know, get together and do pickup or we would just, you know, go and do some sort of workout or hit the sauna and try and do the extra recovery just so that we were sharp. Um, yeah, I, I used it as motivation, but it was certainly tough. There were definitely days where it was really hard showing up to practice, just knowing that ah, they're probably not going to give me the nod. But at the end of the day, I, I knew that I had what it took to be on that program. And the coaches were saying that to me. They're like, you're here for a reason. Like, you're good enough to be here. So I just – I used that to fuel the fire and just keep going because I knew it was going to be a process being a dark horse. I wasn't going to just fall into a starting position. So yeah, uh, I just, you know, kept pushing with that light at the end of the tunnel mentality. And, uh, and then eventually I got that one breakthrough moment. Yeah. I mean, I can testify as playing with you. One of the best goalies I've ever played with. um, It's corny, but like, even if you are a practice player, and I think kids should know this, like iron dies sharp and iron. Like you got probably most likely at uh, Louisville starters shooting at you. And if you're being a brick wall in there you're just making them better on their shooting form and targeting and everything so I think that's Mm -hmm. also like very important is knowing your role but also trying to be the best that you can be in the role to get higher up in the ranks Mm -hmm. I mean the the value of the guys that are 
you know, on the fringe and maybe not getting the minutes that they want. Like you need those guys. You need them to push you in training. You need them to just keep the level up because you never know. An injury might come up and then all of a sudden you're going from not playing at all to now we need you to start. So it's it's the best for both worlds because um, you're making the, the core starters better and pushing them in practice on a daily basis. But then you're also sharpening yourself. And then, you know, building that confidence that, hey, when my time comes, I'm ready for it. Yeah. So uh, you finished up your four years at Louisville. And um, did you know that you wanted to keep playing and you wanted to do your master's somewhere because you still had COVID year and or redshirt year? Mm -hmm. So um, entering the transfer portal, I guess, like some advice for maybe someone that is thinking about doing this. Uh, what was that process like for you? And how did you end up at Canisius? I mean, it was a difficult decision. I didn't want to leave. I had a heart to heart talk with my head coach and I was just saying, look, you know, I have these aspirations of trying to play professionally. No professional team is going to give me the light of day unless they see me as a starter. Mm -hmm. Do you see me in your plans? And, you know, the head coach was like, look, I don't want you to leave. You're a really good asset, but I don't see you as the starter here. And I think for your personal career, it's best to leave. So he was like, I think the best decisions to go into the portal, you know, we and the rest of the staff will help you in any way that we can in terms of getting you uh, the attention that you deserve. Um, so after that talk, you know, kind of set it in stone, I had to do it. So I went into the portal, um, notified compliance, obviously the coach advised me to do it. So he was aware of it and approved of it. Mm-hmm. So within 48 hours, my name was in the portal and uh, then it was, you know, doing the recruiting process all over again. Uh, but yeah, I, I did, I did want to do my master's. I knew that already. I wanted to play out my eligibility and just sort of get as many opportunities to try and play and be a starter um, so that I could, you know, try and continue this career after college. And um yeah, it was tough having to do the recruiting process all over again. It certainly helped having that ACC school name in, mm-hmm. in your bio. Um, but the portal the portal is an amazing thing and also a very scary thing because now it's so much easier for athletes to jump ship and go somewhere. And I would advise you to not just so hastily decide to go into the portal. Like you have to really, really, really feel like you need to transfer. Um, because so many kids are doing it now yeah. and it's just a big competitive market and coaches obviously are going to look to bring in guys uh, on transfers like that. So sometimes you might think, Oh, just because I've played X number of games or I've been at this school doesn't guarantee that you'll get picked up off the portal. So I, I advise that caution and say, you know, you might not be happy with the situation is, but you might just need to keep grinding for another year or two. And maybe something will change. And if something doesn't change, then you take that next step. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was in the portal. I was getting some looks from some uh, various D1, D2, D3 schools. Um, and then Canisius approached me and was like, hey, we'd like to do a video call and just sort of get to know you and lay out sort of our, our bit and what we have to offer as a school and a program. 
So I sat down with the uh, head coach at the time and the assistant coach and just sort of got to know them, got to, you know, introduce myself, let them know what I wanted. And they were able to say, well, this is what, you know, our program has to offer. And they were saying that they wanted me to come out for a visit, just see it in person, get to know some of the guys on the team. So uh, I was like, you know, let's take the leap of faith. Let's go and do it. They had the master's program that I wanted. And uh, I went on that visit and I was like, you know what? I could see myself doing this. I could see myself at Canisius. And yeah, committed a couple weeks later after a couple other emails with some other schools that were not as upfront and honest as Canisius was. And I was like, you know what? I respect the honesty. I respect their desire to bring me in and I, I can, I can do this. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about like Canisius having the master's program. Uh, was that a, kind of like a main factor for you or was it more of the soccer side? Yeah, hundred percent. You, you cannot make a decision on a college based purely on soccer. Yeah. You got to take into account, does it have this program that I want that I'll actually be interested in and take my studies seriously? Does it have the team that wants you? Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself playing their style, their system? Do you gel with the guys? But also, you know, how, how's the area? How do you like what the location? So well, there's, really? there's a lot of different factors. Oh, yeah. And Buffalo was unique. I mean, I'd not been to the Northeast before, so it was it was a different vibe than I've ever experienced. But I thought it was cool and different and, you know, a lot better than other people had set it up to be. Yeah. I think Buffalo is a hidden gem. It is. It is. We got to keep it a secret. I know. <laughs> As we're recording this. <laughs> All right. Um, so... First year at Canisius mm-hmm. didn't go the way any of us wanted it. Um, how was it adjusting to being now the man? Mm. Kind of, uh, you're the starter. Um, starter coming in, you're the starter, the new guy, one, and then also being a starter, too. But uh, I'd say you really took control of that team on the field, communicating well and everything. What was your thought process of going into that first season? Like, what was your, uh, what was your goal? I mean, yeah, my goal, my goal was to really transition and earn the trust of the guys. I was very nervous going into that preseason. Obviously I had my accolades already, and I had the confidence in myself to actually perform on the field, but I was very nervous. I didn't want to be the the big shot guy with a huge ego that just comes in and says, all right, this is how I know the way things should be done. So now we're going to do it like this. So I wanted to, I wanted to go in with an open mind, you know, figure out what the culture was, find my place in, in Canisius's culture. And then once we, you know, had that trust and that relationship built up, then, you know, now, how can I improve things? How can I positively affect the culture? And so I just wanted to take those like little steps at a time and sort of gradually go into it. Um, going in, yeah, I wanted to be the starter and was able to earn that. Um, and then I just, you know, it becomes what can I do to help the team win? 
what can I do to help the team improve, you know? So on the field communication, you know, really trying to help the young guys that were getting their first taste of minutes, trying to keep the older guys accountable mm-hmm. um, and, and just sort of going from there. Obviously. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't go quite the way we wanted it to, but I thought that we made, good strides in terms of mental toughness. We were able to deal with some pretty tough situations in games. And I thought at times the score didn't reflect how we actually performed. So there were positives even within the overall not so great season. Yeah. And um, obviously being there for one year and then that was my second season being there. How did you personally adjust with after playing one way of soccer to then new coaching staff, uh, kind of a completely different way of playing, which was good. Um, How did you like take that as like a positive and like just kind of like adjust? I, I think it was just, you know, go in with an open mind. What the coach says is what the coach wants. You do it. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of have to put your ego and your own ideas aside and just say, you know what, you got to buy into what the coach is saying. And then you go from there. So, um, yeah, coming, coming from Louisville, we were trained a certain way and things were run very differently at Canisius. But that was – that was okay. It was an adjustment and I definitely kept my mouth shut a few times on some things I didn't exactly care for. But as I spent more time during preseason and into the regular season, I was like, okay, I understand why they're being done this way. Mm -hmm. Let me just be a good teammate and, and follow the system and just sort of build from there. Yeah. You really got to, I'd say like for any athlete for, for like, any sport you have to truly buy in to the mm-hmm. coach especially if it is a new coach mm-hmm. um did you particularly like any time either at louisville or canisius like struggle with a uh, kind of like time management of being trapped like a division one athlete traveling and uh what, what kind of things did you do to like keep yourself accountable to the class side of school and being a student athlete? Um, well, there were definitely some school of hard knocks semesters where I didn't exactly hit the mark on that, but, um, you know, attending study hall, um, yeah. whether it was self-imposed or not, you know, just, you know, finding, you have to force yourself to find that time to do your schoolwork, um, because that is the most important and the program gets judged based on your academic performance and they take that very seriously. So, um, you have to find time, whether it's on the bus or in the airport or at the hotel when you might not really want to do it or you're tired, you're jet lagged, but Hey, you got to do it. You signed up to do it. Mm-hmm. So you got to fall through and do it. Yeah. It's all about, you know, making these commitments. And then once you've made the commitment, there's no choice. You have to fall through or your word means nothing. Yeah. Um, maybe sometime in the future or within the next day of this is posted. Um, say there's a high school goalie that is 
that feels like they're technical and good enough, but might be on a bad team or have bad coaching. Uh, what advice would you have for them if they say they're a freshman or a sophomore in high school for the recruiting process? Like how could they stand out for, as a goalie like perspective? Yeah. I mean, find opportunities to get better. Um, there are like me personally, I'm in Richmond. I'm a goalkeeper coach right now. I am doing small group sessions and individual sessions um, run by this goalkeeper coach, Adrian Cluey. And uh, so there, there are opportunities everywhere, or, or maybe you have friends that are on different teams or different high schools. You get together and you play pickup on weekends when you have time or, you know, just finding individual times to go to the gym on your own. But there, there are so many opportunities for you to do stuff on your own. Now, from a recruiting sense, you have to really take charge of it. You can't expect any sort of offer to just fall into your lap. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got lucky with Louisville. That was after um, two years of sending emails to different schools, different coaches, trying to just get a response of any kind. And it, it was a lot of no's and a lot of maybes and a lot of, hey, come to our camp. So you have to just sift through all of that and, you know, keep being persistent on the emails, keep being respectful. And then, you know, once you're like in your season for your club or your high school, regardless of whether they're good or bad, you just got to do whatever you can to perform for the team. Because when the team is successful in any way, then the individual success starts to show. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, Will, I think that's all I have for today. All right. Get you taking time out of your day to come down. Yeah, absolutely. Have a nice conversation with me. Uh, <laughs> best of luck to all of you. I appreciate it, man. I hope you're doing well. See you, bro. All right. Um, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. See you, bro. See you.